If you grew up with a distorted view of who God is and how God operates, is it possible for you to really one day experience the abundant life that Jesus Christ promised? And then if you are married and you've been traumatized in the past, will that impact your marriage or can you get beyond that and really experience all that God intends for the marriage relationship? Well, the testimony you're about to hear is a demonstration of the power of God to use His Word to transform lives. Today you meet Debbie and Jeff Zaire, and they together testify to the reality of the power of the Word of God. And we are thrilled to think that part of what happened along the path was what we teach in the book Forgive and Love Again, a book that I wrote with Dr. Tom Thompson. And now, as you listen, keep in mind, this is the power of God and His Word when we respond to it, when we embrace it. It starts out with Debbie. I want to start by telling you the, my, part of my story. Um, the first memory of my life is uh, of sexual abuse. I was a victim of incest for, for between the ages of 4 and 14. At the age of 15... I was raped on a date rape, and um, at the age of 17, I ran away from home because I had become a drug addict, uh, alcoholic, and uh, <laughs> sorry, um, and I ran away, and when I came back, I got back into the drugs. So then I uh, moved to Colorado. I was 19 then, and I was raped again. And I thought it was pretty unworthy. I had so much shame, so much bitterness, so much hurt. Uh, I was broken. And then I met Jeff, and I'll let him start from there. I grew up, when I met her, I was just basically worthless. I knew I was worthless because my dad told me many times. And we just didn't get along. I wanted to leave. When I met Deb, I just moved back from Wyoming. I sure didn't want to move back in with my parents. Too proud. So me and Debbie started shacking up. So two worthless people. Started sleeping together. Next thing we know, I can remember this room perfect. Six chairs. I'm sitting in one with my head in my hands, like way more scared than I am right now. It was an abortion clinic. Thought we'd never be there. But Debbie felt worthless. She said God didn't want her to have a child, somebody worthless like her. She said, there's nothing I could say or do to stop her. So we go down there. They tell us there's going to be a consultation. They'll take Debbie in her room, examine her, and they'll come back out. And then we'll decide. So I'm sitting there. She's in the room. I am scared to death. And all of a sudden, I am just filled with courage. And I can vision it right now. I didn't have Christ then, but I know he was standing 
right there beside my chair. Just take my hand, take my hand. I don't remember physically doing it, but I was filled with courage. All the fear was gone. I didn't care what, what my dad would say, nothing. I just said, this is not going to happen now. But then they wheeled Debbie out, and she's bawling. So I know it's too late. So I think that little part with Jesus holding my hand is what kept me alive for 30 years because I didn't want life. I wanted death, but I didn't want death because I knew that meant hell, and I thought I deserved hell. I mean, every day. It, and as a truck driver going down the roads, all these people that put up pro-life signs, every time I'd see a 100 of them a day, it was like a knife. So I had it all wrong. I'd pray to that unborn child, ask for his forgiveness. I didn't ask Jesus. But it was just a struggle. Like I said, for 30 years, I wanted death. I didn't, we had our happy moments, but they're few and far between. We were, I don't know how many times we were separated because she felt she was worthless. I knew I was worthless. So we just kept going like that. But then uh, her sister gave her this book, Forgive and Learn to Love Again. So she gets through it. She changed. She forgave, forgave the molesters. She forgave the rapists. She was new. I mean, totally new. And I seen the change in her. And I wanted it, but didn't know how to go about it. Uh, I believe it was one day I was standing by my truck. I'm ready to leave. She walks up to me. She's going to take a trip to Colorado with our son. And she says, I don't want to be married to you anymore. So I head for the Carolinas and see all them signs again. I was safe but not safe because I, I kind of remember the trip but don't. So I had this book with me and I start reading it. And I know you've all heard the sinner's prayer, but I didn't do that. I, he just came into my life at a certain point in this book. And in the most, it's hard to explain, but the roughest way possible, but the gentlest way possible, he ripped all that shame and guilt from me. It was so fast. I told a lot of people it's like that when a magician does the tablecloth trick, trick with the, all the glasses and everything. He did it so fast and so rough but so gentle. It's so hard to explain. I was literally like this far off the ground from 30 years of getting just shame and guilt and shame and guilt and knowing I deserved hell and all that gone. That loving Christ that stood next to me in that abortion clinic, that point I knew that that's what kept me alive. But then just feeling that love and that forgiveness after 30 years of just shame and guilt uh, there's so much more, but I don't know if you can add a little bit. I know I've missed a ton, but the main thing is the forgiveness and the shame is gone, the guilt is gone.
And I, well, I just hope I reach some people because I've talked to other Christians and never told them that we had an abortion. And other Christians have actually told me that what they'd like to do to people that had abortions or doctors or nurses that perform them. But I mean, when God can take that sin from me, and I mean, I'm totally unashamed before him and so thankful because <laughs> I'm not going to hell anymore. I'm going to heaven because he's taken those sins from me. I don't really want to preach, but I think we all really need to know that the Holy Bible, the Bible, the Word of God, is about forgiveness. From Genesis to Revelation, it's all about forgiveness. And it's God's grace and mercy. It's not something Jeff and I did to earn this grace. We're still not worthy, but he gives it anyway. And that's the peace and the joy, the peace that surpasses all understanding. When, he, when he's talking about that, that moment in the book, um, you know, and this book is really good, by the way. And uh, Jeff and I have, have a uh, ministry now that we just have given away over, I think it's 800 of these books. The author has uh, uh, supported us in that, and I have done quite a bit of studies using this book, Forgive and Love Again, and it is very full of uh, Bible verses. In Matthew 6, we read the uh, Lord's Prayer, and the next two verses after that in 14 and 15 say, if you don't forgive your brother, your heavenly Father won't forgive you. It also says that in Colossians and two other places. It's important to know that. We need to forgive. We need to forgive ourselves. We need to be forgiven, and only Jesus Christ can do that. And uh, one more thing, you know, back when all this was happening, my, I knew the Bible, I knew all the stories, but my God was like the God of Noah, Sodom, Gomorrah, the mean, you know, I, I remember this picture I seen in an old Bible that we never used in a, at our house when I was a kid. God, like on his throne, pointing at you. You know, if you're going to be with me, you keep your nose to the grindstone. No talking, no laughing, no running. So that just verified my worthlessness. But I felt that love a little bit in that, that waiting room. And now my picture of Christ is him sitting on a rock with kids on his lap and I'm one of those kids I mean the the, the view that I was taught of God I, I, and I think a lot of people have that view I don't want them to have that because he's a loving God <laughs> he sent his son that loved us enough to die for us and when I get in one of those moments that I'm feeling worthless and I think about Jesus on the cross and that he would have done it just for me. Went through all that pain and suffering just for somebody worthless like me. That I got to get that word out of my head because I'm not worthless no more. So thank you guys for listening, putting up on my shaking. I don't know if you can visibly see it, but I can sure feel it. Thank you. God bless you. Our ministry is called Live the Word. 
And the reason we chose that name is because it's so easy to read the Word of God but not respond to it, to hear it preached and, and not really apply it. In the case of Jeff and Debbie, they took the book Forgiven Love again, and to their credit, they both acted upon it. They did what the Word of God says, and the book was simply a tool to explain what the Word of God says. And their lives have been dramatically changed, and can you imagine how it's impacted them as a couple? They minister together. And so if we can help you in any way to, to understand what they now understand so that you too can respond to the Word of God, forgive those who have hurt you, experience the forgiveness of the cross knowing that Jesus Christ died a horrible death because He loves you and He embraces you when you trust in Him. If we can help you to understand that, we would welcome the opportunity. Thank you so much for listening.